Today on Annenberg Radio News. What a better day than Valentine's Day to remember that we're connected. Several dozen people come together to tell Governor Schwarzenegger what they think of him this Valentine's Day. Good afternoon and welcome to Annenberg Radio News for Thursday, February 14, 2008. I'm Courtney Cabot. Los Angeles County Supervisor Yvonne Burke announced her endorsement of former police chief Bernard Parks to succeed her. His service with distinction as police chief of Los Angeles, with almost 10,000 employees, was great preparation for supervisors. Parks is running against State Senator Mark Ridley-Thomas and community activist Morris Griffin in the June primary. Burke has held the second district seat since 1992. For Los Angeles-area businesses, trading with Mexico just got easier. Jean-Luc Renault has more. Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa met with Mexican President Felipe Calderon today in downtown L.A. to sign an agreement they say will improve trade between the city and Mexico. Uh, we're the Venice of the 21st century. We, we, we move more goods uh, than any city in the United States of America. It's, it's essential uh, that we have free trade, but that it respect the environment, uh, that it respect the rights of workers as well. It's L.A.'s first formal partnership establishing trade missions and networking opportunities for businesses on both sides of the border. A dozen demonstrators gathered outside to protest Calderon's visit. They're angry Calderon is promoting trade with the U.S. while the economy in Mexico suffers. So in other words, who's making money is only the big, the big shifts. Not the, not the people, not the workers. That's the big problem we got down there. The meeting marked the last leg of Calderon's visit to the U.S., which included New York, Boston, and Chicago. This is the president's first visit to the United States since taking office in 2006. Jean-Luc Renault, Annenberg Radio News. The Los Angeles Times is getting a new editor. Russ Stanton has been a reporter at the Times for 10 years. He has headed the innovation desk for the last year. Stanton takes over for James O'Shea, who was pushed out after he refused to cut the paper's budget. Los Angeles City Controller Laura Chick unveiled a new plan today to centralize the fight against gangs. Too often, politicians try to solve problems by throwing money at programs, and then we walk away. This report shows how we need to reorganize and reinvent our approach to fighting gangs and put forth a blueprint to do exactly that. The audit recommends that the city consolidate its anti-gang efforts under the mayor's office. A stretch of Pico Boulevard is getting a facelift. Caitlin Funaro explains. Members of the Pico Boulevard Streetscape program came together this morning on the corner of Pico and Albany in the Pico Union area. They broke ground in a project to revamp the neighborhood. The program will cover a 1.4-mile stretch of the neighborhood along Pico between Hoover and the 110 freeway. They will plant trees, upgrade sidewalks, install benches and decorative crosswalks. Councilman Ed Reyes of LA's 1st District explains how the project will help recapture the area's former glory. Pico Union Westlake was the site of the mansions by the oil barons. It was the site of the elite. So it's important for us to celebrate that history. And that's what these landmarks will do. The project will cost $2.4 million. It's scheduled to be finished in August. Caitlin Fanaro, Annenberg Radio News. Looking at the weather tonight, we'll be chilly with a low of 45 degrees and winds continuing until tomorrow. So hold on to your hats. The temperature will rise to the mid-70s and will stay sunny and warm throughout the weekend. 
The Pan-African Film and Arts Festival continues this weekend at the Magic Johnson Theater in Crenshaw. Miki Goral is a co-founder of the festival. We have 160 movies altogether. And our opening night film was Namibia, The Struggle for Liberation, which was directed by Charles Burnett, uh, a joint production from, the, from Namibia and the United States. And it stars uh, Danny Glover and Carl Lumley. And it is screening again on Monday. You can also visit the festival's Art Mart at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza. Later on Annenberg Radio News, hear an activist's reactions to the new proposed anti-gang agency. L.A. residents and activists gave Governor Schwarzenegger a little love today, but not exactly the kind he was hoping for. Daryl Peronata has more on the story. Have a heart, Governor. That was the message over 50 organizations and families delivered to the offices of Governor Schwarzenegger and Assembly Speaker Fabian Nunez today. In response to the governor's proposed budget cuts, organizations statewide gave Schwarzenegger their Valentine's Day pleas. Miriam Garashe is the Director of Communications for Planned Parenthood. Well, we're here today to ask on Valentine's Day to ask the governor to have a heart and use his brain because <laughs> these budget cuts will really affect the most vulnerable communities in California. California faces a $14.5 billion deficit. The governor's budget proposes to close 48 state parks, cut billions of dollars from schools and medical spending, and slash aid to programs affecting the poor, elderly, and disabled. Nearly every state department would be affected. Angelica Sabalos is a Southern California organizer for Lifetime, an organization for low-income parents pursuing education. She's a single parent attending college. It's going to affect me if, if I can't receive the services while I'm trying to finish what I'm supposed to do. Then it, it'll probably be 10 times harder for me to support my family. And, you know, I may up in, end up in the street. I may up and, um, end up living in my car with three, three children. It, I mean, it shouldn't be like that. Sabalos hopes the governor will have a heart on Valentine's Day and reconsider his budget cuts. Daryl Perinata, Annenberg Radio News. As we reported earlier, a big endorsement for Bernard Parks. He's hoping to succeed Yvonne Brathwaite-Burke as county supervisor for the 2nd District. And as Brian Seeker reports, today Burke gave Parks her support. Yvonne Burke has spent the last 40 years in politics. She began her career as a member of the State Assembly in 1967. She has been a Los Angeles County Supervisor representing the 2nd District since 1992. City Councilman Bernard Parks is hoping to succeed Burke, and today she gave him her blessing. Bernard Parks, not only is he a fine individual, but he has the practical knowledge and the fiscal prudence to successfully address the challenges that the County of Los Angeles faces. Bernard Parks also has endorsements from County Supervisors Gloria Molina and Mike Antonovich. When asked about Burks' accomplishments in, in office, Parks gave some very high praise. I think if you take it into uh, a composite of her achievements, uh, there's no public official the last 30 years that uh, you can say has done a better job. Parks is running against State Senator Mark Ridley Thomas. He's been endorsed by the Los Angeles County Federation of Labor. The Federation's Mary Gutierrez says she doesn't think Burke's endorsements will make a difference. We have over 100,000 union members um, in that district. Um, so to say that that's a roadblock, no. 
The election to decide Burks' successor will be held on June 3rd. Brian Sika, Annenberg Radio News. Now back to our story on the new anti-gang initiative. The city is rethinking its strategy in the fight against gangs. Our David DeSola has the story. This is the most important document that has come out of my office in almost seven years as city controller. That was the sentiment of city officials today after city controller Laura Chick unveiled their 160-page blueprint overhauling the city's strategy to fight gangs. The most significant proposal is the creation of an anti-gang office in City Hall, reporting directly to Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa. We can't address the issue, the epidemic that is gun and gang violence without a multi-pronged strategy that includes prevention, intervention, re-entry. It's the newest attempt at tackling an issue polls say is one of the top concerns of Angelinos. City Council Member Janice Hahn. We can't arrest our way out of this problem. You know, we've been fighting the war on gangs for about 20 years. We've arrested over 400,000 people. And yet today, we have seven times the number of gangs and twice as many gang members. So something is not working. To match, uh, this is why we're here. Uh, this is why we were all elected uh, to public office. We're here to take on the big problems uh, with equally big solutions. City officials also plan to review the work of current anti-gang agencies and efforts. Han says the idea is to help the ones that need it and cut off funding for the ones that are not living up to expectations. That because of this blueprint for change, there will be accountability uh, in how we appropriate the dollars we have now and any dollars we're able to access in the future. Also worth noting, a proposal for an anti-gang tax. Han wants the tax to appear on the ballot in November. No, we're going we're gonna to ask the voters of Los Angeles uh, if everyone will agree to pay uh, less than $3 a month. So that's about a 10 cents a day uh, that will raise for the city uh, a little less than $30 million a year that will go only towards prevention, intervention, after school uh, programs that we think will make a huge impact. But not everyone is enthusiastic about the new plan. City Councilman Tony Cardenas chairs a committee on gang violence. He's concerned that the mayor's office will control policy issues, which the city council will not be able to review. City Controller Laura Chick will publish a status report on the plan in six months. David DeSola, Annenberg Radio News. Rabbi Alan Freeling is the executive director of the Los Angeles Human Rights Commission. He's been working closely with city officials to come up with an anti-gang strategy. Earlier today, he talked with Matthew Mundy about the new blueprint. Gang interventionists are very, very important people. And I think that their importance is now being clearly understood by members of city council and others. I will tell you that of all the thousands of gang members who exist in L.A., there are less than 60 gang interventionists. And that's a, that's a horrendous number. It ought to be at least twice that number or more. So that that's just one example of of looking very carefully to see that we're putting our money where it ought, where it ought to be best spent. It it does seem a little bit like that at some point shouldn't there be an expectation soon that they actually start implementing some of these strategies? Absolutely, absolutely. But I think that what what has happened is there's been such a buildup over the years of mistakes or inefficiencies or however you want to label it that 
this current generation of city leaders wants to be sure that it gets it right. And the emphasis, of course, has been in the past essentially suppression, but now there's a great deal of interest in uh, prevention and intervention and working even with with, uh, young gang members who are incarcerated. So when, in fact, they are released from incarceration and reenter the community, that um, they are in an entirely different mindset. Everybody needs to understand gangs are now recruiting on the middle school campuses. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we've got, we, the city as a, as a whole, has got to get ahead of the gangs, and we've got to be doing our work on the elementary school level. Would you, would you say that there's been consensus in the blueprint so far as far as shifting emphasis away from suppression and on to more proactive, me- proactive methods of dealing with uh, this crisis? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, it hasn't depended upon the blueprint because that, that shift that you're talking about has been extant in the, in the community, I would say, for at least the last two to three years, if not more. Suppression does have its, it, its, its role, that the, the police are the first to say that the purpose of suppression is really then to give other forces an opportunity to do their work in the most effective ways so that eventually we rid the community of gangs and gang violence. Rabbi Alan Freeling is the executive director of the Los Angeles Human Rights Commission. Now we check in with Jessica Janner to find out what's coming up on Annenberg TV News at 6 p.m. on Trojan Vision. How you doing today, Jessica? Good, Courtney. Thanks. How are you? Pretty good. All right. Well, um, on ATVN, we'll have an update on the Northern Illinois University school shooting. We'll also take a look at the business of Valentine's Day and how businesses are making some sweet money on holiday gifts. And we'll also tell you about the flu season that's lasted well into the semester. Uh, You can catch us live at 6 or watch us online at ATVN.org. That's it for this Thursday. We had help from Camille Mann and Ryan McAllister. Kiara Kanzi, our producer. Matt Mundy is the executive producer. For all of us at Annenberg Radio News, I'm Courtney Cabot.